Welcome to The Magic of Music, a podcast about why music is so important to us. I'm your host, Matt Speaker. Today is miscellany number six. We're going to talk about the harmonic series, and we're going to talk about sympathetic vibrations and how these are magical. Today is all about physics. Teachers, this topic can be the uh, one of the most fun lessons of your entire school year, and taught correctly, your kids will wig out over this. Before I go into that, I want to just mention, I saw a flyer on campus this week, and it was promoting a lecture titled, The Lifespan of a Fact. And I just thought, what a brilliant title. It is so true. A fact uh, is fundamentally true, and if it is true, it is also infinitely true. And it can't be... Like if it was true yesterday, well, it still is true tomorrow, right? It can't become untrue if it actually was true. But that doesn't mean that's how long they actually live. (laughs) Why? Because it's the society that actually remembers a fact. It's not, uh, not the fact itself, whether it's true or not. It's whether people even remember that it's a fact. And this week, I am sharing with you a fact about sound that has literally been known for centuries but it's not taught well anymore, uh, or if at all anymore. And I suspect that many of you are completely unaware of this fact. Nevertheless, like I said, this can be one of the most fun lessons that you, that you ever teach or one of the most fun things that you're going to experience at this very moment. And the, why? Are you surprised? It's because it's magic. It's all about physics. It truly is magical. We're going to talk about the harmonic series and sympathetic vibrations, as I said. So first, we're going to talk about the harmonic series. As Leonard Bernstein calls it, it is a preordained series of pitches created by nature. And he uh, does this great example on an acoustic piano that I will post in the show notes. You need to watch it. I don't have an acoustic piano with me. Otherwise, I would replicate it. But he obviously, it's Bernstein, (laughs) does a fine job. So I want to let you uh, watch him as he goes through this. But what happens is that when you play a note, uh, a, a low note on a piano, Uh, That's called a fundamental. And not only are you hearing that note, but believe it or not, you are hearing a series of notes on top of that. We call those overtones. Uh, We could also call them harmonics. Uh, Both of those work. But most of the time we think of them as overtones. And it's this series of notes on top of that that make up that that sound that you are hearing. So when, especially on the low notes, when you hear that, you are hearing a rich, strong sound, not only because of the fundamental that's being being heard and obviously heard, but these series of notes on top of that, these overtones. And uh, these overtones happen, uh, um, well, can happen uh, sympathetically. So what you're going to see, uh, if you watch this video with Bernstein, he uses C. So what he does is he presses a C down without striking the string. And what it does is it lifts a damper off of that note. And then he strikes a C, same pitch name, a octave lower. And what happens is, obviously, you hear the note of the string that's been struck. But when he lifts his finger off the key, there's a damper that dampens that C, but the one that has the damper left off of it, which is an octave higher, rings. It's really cool. And I'm going to show this to you on my violin because this is the same concept. And it rings. This is called sympathetic vibrations. I'm making that string ring 
but he's demonstrating the harmonic series. And so that's pretty cool, right? Well, okay, so you've got the what's called the uh, first overtone. It rings. And then what happens is you can do the fifth. And I talked about fifths before, these perfect fifths. So he does a G. He gently push, pushes the G down. He hits that same C, but this key that has the damper off of the G, the G also rings. Isn't that cool? You do another octave C, believe it or not, it, it does it. Now, the sounds start getting a little more faint as we start going higher in these, in these uh, series, but it's still there. And then he does an E, okay? A C, an E, and a G. And all of those notes are part of the series. Believe it or not, it keeps going, a B flat. And they start getting smaller in, in terms of intervals. And then another C. It's really quite phenomenal how this works. And so what's cool about it is this. The strongest overtones that we hear create a major chord. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in just a moment and, uh, and why that's special. Again, so I, watch that and you'll you understand what the harmonic series is a little bit. What I'm going to do is, uh, is as best as I can, I am going to play for you uh, a little bit of this on the violin because um, as even though I don't have as many strings as a piano has, I will be able to demonstrate and you will be able to hear uh, how I can make something ring sympathetically. And so I'm going to show this to you. So on my violin, I can play a low A on a G string. And essentially what I'm doing is I'm taking my low string, which is a G, but when I put my first finger down, I turn that string into an A. What's really cool is if my instrument is in tune, not only are you hearing that fundamental sound, but you hear this open A also ring, which is an octave higher, and that's an open string. And if I could show it to you, you would see it vibrating. But if you listen carefully, what else are you hearing? You're hearing this high E. Why? I'm playing an A, but you're also getting an E. Because the E is part of the series of notes that belong to A. Uh, I don't know if you're getting excited or not. I hope that you are. Taught correctly, your kids will absolutely wig out, string teachers. You need to do this. You can do this on a piano if you're uh, wind or choral, and you can show these notes to the kids. This is absolute physics. And the best way to do it, the way I like to do it, is uh, I have a whole lesson on sympathetic vibrations, and I'll stand in front of the kids and I'll say, hey, today I want to show you something that is truly magical. And they'll say, what, what, what? And I'll say, I can move a string without playing on it. I can actually make it move uh, and you, it will ring and you will actually hear it. Not only that, I can actually make two strings on my violin move is quite phenomenal. And they, they get real fun vibes from this. And it's a fantastic day. If you want to watch a video, this is the one time I wish I, this was video, not audio. Because I could show you, I could show it to you and you can actually see it vibrating. But there's Dr. Meredith Arxey. I'll put that in the show notes. She does a really nice job on the on this. And by the way, this is how string players play in tunes. One of the ways we play in tune is that we're always looking for these sympathetic vibrations. 
and because we are creating uh, creating open strings to to wiggle. And uh, well, okay, I use the word wiggle. I uh, I'm going to also post in the show notes a uh, a recent article that I wrote about this. And uh, when I'm standing in front of kids, yes, I use sympathetic vibrations. Yes, I use the right terms. But to be honest with you, most of the time, I say, "Hey, it's a wiggle string." I call it wiggle string. And the kids know exactly what that means and just a little bit more fun. I think they catch on to that a little bit easier. I want to talk a little bit more about sympathetic vibrations. And so it's when you can make a string sound, has the same note name, and you're using um, frequencies that will make it move based on playing something else. So you're making something move while you are playing something else. And I like to, the way I like to tell kids about this is when I'm playing um, a low string, it'll make a high string wiggle. It's kind of like, uh, because it's a fat string making a skinny string wiggle, it's like an elephant walking up to me, can push me around all day if it wants to. Now, I can make an elephant move. In other words, if I play a higher note, and I, I will be able to get the, the fatter strings to wiggle, go the other direction. Uh, they don't wiggle as much, but you can hear it. It rings. It is still part of the harmonic series. It's like me walking up to an elephant and getting it to move. Now, I can get it to move. It just won't, <laughs> won't move nearly as easily or as much. There are some really neat things that you can uh, demo with the kids about sympathetic vibrations. And so I want to go through these. Sometimes if you just Google it, sympathetic resonance is another way that people say this. Uh, one way th that's fun that is not necessarily musical is to show this video, I'll post in the show notes, of these mechanical metronomes. There's a whole bunch of them. There's like 32 of them. And the, there's like two people, I think, that get them going on this table. They line them up on, on a table. And they do them all at different times. It takes two minutes and 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, even though they were going at different times and boom, they're all clicking at the exact same time. They move together sympathetically and they, they make everybody behave in the same way. It's really fun. What's fun about it with kids is you can say, hey, watch for the, watch for the last one. Take a guess. Which one's the last one who's finally going to be a part of the crowd and click at the same time? And what happens is they're doing that because um, sympathetically, they, they, you know, the group will make individuals start behaving like the group is another way of thinking about that. Another super interesting way to talk about this is an event that happened in 1940. There was a bridge that was built in Washington State called the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. And they created this bridge, and it lasted all of like four months because there was a moment where the winds got kind of high, and it picked up on this bridge, and it made it move. And then when it came back, uh, they, it made it move again. It was kind of like a, a swing, you know, how, how you can kind of keep a swing going. And if you if you apply the same force every time, it actually adds to the force of the swing, and the swing kind of keeps going. And the same thing happened here. It, it's an oscillating experience with uh, the swing. Same thing with the bridge, and it's, it's crazy. You'll see this bridge just wiggling, moving, um, as if it's just like a paper ribbon or something. And uh, of course it eventually fails and it, and it break, you know, and it falls. Nobody got hurt into it. 
Um, I think sadly there was a, a little dog inside of a car that got hurt. That's horrible, but quite phenomenal. And it, uh, they blame this on the uh, engineering did not take into account sympathetic vibrations. And so that's another really interesting way to look at it. But uh, probably the most fun way is this. Have you ever wondered how a vocalist can break a wine glass? Uh, maybe you thought, well, that's not true. Maybe that doesn't happen. Actually, it is. It can happen. It is a true physics thing that you can break a wine glass by singing into it. Now, you have to sing the exact pitch and you have to prolong it. But what happens is the glass will os oscillate with the pitch if you're on the exact pitch. So if you go ding and you, you kind of flick the, the rim a little bit and you get the pitch in your ear and then you sing it and you sing it loudly and consistently for a long time, it will break. And there's this uh, fabulous website, not website, but it's, it's a YouTube of this uh, young lady. She calls herself the physics girl. She uses the term uh, resonant frequency, like I've said before, and she talks about oscillating systems. And if you want to uh, get the kids excited about sympathetic vibrations, uh, a little bit of, she uses a different term, but it means the same thing. It's really, really fun. And she is a non-vocal person. She is hilarious, very engaging, and the kids will like it. And she does break a wine glass with her voice, and it's worth doing. But it's all the same thing, right? It's something making something else move simply through vibrations without touching it. It's done sympathetically. Now, another thing to do that is musical, that's much fun that you can get the kids into, is introduce them to an instrument called the viola de more. This instrument is based on, the tone of it is based on the use of sympathetic strings. And so I will, uh, in the show notes, I'm going to post a great picture that you can see this. And I'm also going to post a really uh, wonderful description and performance by Rachel Barton Pine about the viola de more. She, she explains it really well. And for those of you that are string players, it'll blow your mind because you have to change actually how you how you think about fingers and notes and stuff. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. But the sound of it is what I want you to get into. So what it has is, you'll see the bridge. It has several strings. I, I, I believe like seven or so, and that's just weird for a violin player anyway. We're used to having four, so it's got a bunch of those. But then inside of the bridge, you will see a set of strings, and you don't play on them. This set of strings actually moves when you play a specific note on top of it that is sympathetic with it, and it resonates, and it's got this super, super cool sound. And uh, she does a great job of, of doing this, so I'll let her do that. And then she performs on it. And it's just, it's well worth your time because it's an instrument that is completely designed on using sympathetic strings. Okay, now all of that, why teach it? Well, first and foremost, it's cool, it's magic, it's fun, it's engaging. Kids will be like, whoa, that's so neat. Yeah, but it's more than just neat. Like Leonard Bernstein said, it's a force of nature. Quite literally, it's a force of nature. And it helps explain why we like a major chord as much as we do. Because we are hearing those tones naturally. When you, just, when you think you're only listening to one note, it's not true. You're listening to a whole bunch of notes that complement that. And it's, it's a part of, those overtones are a part of that note. 
quite literally. It's a force of nature, and it, it's an incredible thing for us to understand. Also, with sympathetic vibrations, what's really cool about this is it helps us play in tune. Uh, when we are completely in tune and like hitting that perfect fifth, you remember the lesson before I talked about about uh, no wobbles in the sound. This is all kind of related, some of, the, some of the same stuff. When we hit those tones perfectly, your sound is louder. Believe it or not, it's increased when we hit these frequencies. It helps us play in tune. I have an Asta article I'll post, I think I already mentioned that, that talks about this and how string players specifically do this. But just the rest of us, when you are spot on, your, your sound is louder and you want your kids to be able to do this. It helps them to play in tune. It's also just a lot of fun. And there are so many ways to demo this. Uh, you can do the acoustic piano demo. You should so that uh, kids and for yourself can see how this goes. Another one is fun is to hold a violin and uh, hold it by the sides and uh, hold it up next to a string bass and have, or a tuba <laughs> and have somebody play like the open strings. Uh, you will actually feel your instrument vibrate. Is that cool? And again, that's what a viol de mort does. It's just, it's an incredible instrument that does exactly that. Uh, other things to do, uh, timpani players. How do you, how do you tune a timpani? Have you ever watched a timpani player bend over and it looks like they're kind of kissing the, the top of the timpani? No. What are they doing? They're singing into the timpani. Well, what are they listening for? They're getting the, um, the pitch in their ear. They sing into the timpani and they're getting the timpani head to vibrate sympathetically. And that way they know that the timpani is in tune. Uh, many, many examples and ways to teach this uh, for kids, and it will be absolutely fun. I'm telling you, one of the best days of the year. Write me at themagicofmusicms at gmail.com. Have a great day. <laughs>